This morning, I'm going to talk to you about the waters of breakthrough. On Friday night, when I was seeking the face of God on the beach, the Lord spoke this within my heart. He said, tell my people, tell my people that I will grant them the desires of their heart. I will grant them a spiritual breakthrough. And this morning, I'm going to talk about spiritual breakthrough. The greatest breakthrough that we have in our life is that we are able to come to the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Colossians 1.13 God has taken us out from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. We have been redeemed. That is the greatest breakthrough that you and I have upon the face of this earth. Why? Because that redeeming grace grant you an audience with a living Father, that redeeming grace grant you a place in heaven, that you are right now reach the greatest height of your spiritual breakthrough, that you are able to sit in the heavenly places at the right hand of the Father. That is the greatest breakthrough. And this morning, I'm going to talk to you about breakthrough. And the Lord quickened this word to me. And He says, in Psalms 104, verse 10. And He says this, the Lord says this, He sent the springs into the valley. This morning, I declare to you, whatever valley situation you are in, the word of the Lord says in Psalms 104 verse 10, He sent, not men, God sent His springs into your valley. Your valley of discouragement, defeat, despair. The Lord sent His springs. And the word springs in the Hebrew is Mayan. It means fountains of Satisfaction. God will satisfy your soul and your heart with fatness. Praise you, Jesus. And when I ask the Lord, Lord, you want me to teach your people on breakthrough, where do I start? And the Lord says, study the book of Genesis. And with that, I begin to discover a truth of breakthrough found in the book of Genesis. So this morning, if you have your Bible, turn with me to Genesis chapter 2. In Genesis chapter 2, the Bible says in verse 10, And a river went out of Eden, and water the garden, and from hence it was parted and becomes, became into four heads. The name of the first river is Pison, that is it which compasses the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. There is Bilium and the Ognex stone. Verse 13, and the name of the second river is Gihon. The same is it that compass the whole land of Ethiopia. And the name of the third river is Hedikal, that is of which goes towards the east side of Assyria. And the fourth river is Euphrates. The Lord says, Within these four rivers, 
you will find the key to spiritual breakthrough. Let me talk to you about the first river. The first river is called Pison. Pison in the Hebrew it means freely flowing. Freely flowing. And in the Strong's it mentioned that it means dispersive. It means disperse. It to spread, to scatter, to be grow up or be grown fat. I said, Lord, why is why is why is the meaning of Pison means be grown fat? Because fatness is found in the land of Havilah. Why, Lord? And the Lord began to tell me a revelation. This river has an idea of expansion, disperse. It spreads far and wide. Scatter means to spread far and wide. And the Lord says this to me. Why there's fatness in this river? He says this. Scattering brings in the gold. In this scattering river, you'll find gold. Scattering, giving, scattering means giving, brings you into the pathway of prosperity. And the Bible says the gold that is found in the land is good. Whatever God calls it good, don't call it evil. Prosperity, gold, is good. It is neutral. It depends on the user. So God called gold. Good. In fact, God described divinity in the form of a metal called gold. Amen. When He says Shekinah glory, the word Shekinah means gold, shining, glittering forth. It's gold. Amen. So this river talks about scattering, talks about giving. Giving that brings in the gold. Giving brings prosperity into your life. What is the meaning of Havilah? Well, Havila in the Hebrew, it means circle or circular. And the primary root to that word, it means a circular dance. To dance in a circular manner in a joyful mood. That means if I put Pison and Havila together, you have this. A cheerful giver will always have prosperity. For God loves a cheerful giver. A cheerful giver will always be watered by this river of Pison, where the prosperity of God will be freely flowing into their life and flowing out of them to bless the world. Amen. The second river is called Gihon. Not the dialect Kihon, you know, man, you know. It's Gihon. Gihon in the Hebrew means a river of paradise. A river of pleasantness and enjoyment. And it came from another root word. It means goak. And goak means to burst forth or to gush forth. It bursts forth or to gush forth at a great violent force and that is called the river of breakthrough and the Lord highlight the word gush in the Hebrew it says gush and I think I could take a look at this in the New Testament in John he says this in John chapter 4 verse 14 he says this the water Jesus is speaking the water which I shall give him shall become in him a spring of water welling up Flowing, bubbling, and gushing up, gushing up in the Woods translation, gushing up continually within him into eternal life. That means within you this morning, there is a river typified by this name called Gihon. This river will gush out from within you continually unto everlasting life. And it goes on to say in John chapter 7, verse 38, for out from his innermost being comes springs and rivers of living water shall flow continuously. Why this river of Gihon is within us? Because this is called a river of breakthrough. Why there's a breakthrough? Because this river has 
tremendous volume of water that has gushed out, that the narrow channel cannot contain the water, that it overflows into the banks. And therefore, John chapter 7 verse 38, he says, in the Amplified, he says, within you, from the spring that God gave you, it will develop into springs and rivers, and this becomes a great volume of water that will go through you like a force, and it becomes a break. True, because the word breakthrough means gushing forth, bursting out. Within you is your breakthrough. Within you is the breakthrough that you are seeking for. Amen? How about the third river? Well, before that, let me go on to say how this breakthrough will come into your life. Because this river Gihon flows into the land of it. Ethiopia. So what is Ethiopia? Well, in the Greek, Ethiopia comes from two words that form a compound. It means ato, means to scotch, and ox means to face. It means to gather a black face. It gives you a picture in the Old Testament of someone fasting, seeking the face of the Lord, waiting upon His presence with ashes and sackcloth upon him. His face is black and darkened. And therefore, to get breakthrough, you have to have this utopia. And that is this. Fasting means humbling before the presence of God. It means humility. Humility with prayer brings breakthrough. Prayer without humility just brings droplets of blessing. Do you prefer droplets of blessing or a breakthrough? You need to have breakthrough. Don't go around and say, Wow, I prayed and this is what I get from the Lord and this is the result I have. When you lost humility, you lost the key to spiritual breakthrough this morning. Amen? In fact, James 4, 6, and First Peter 5, 5 says, If you have humility, it brings the grace of God upon you. The grace of God will enable you to flow into the river of breakthrough. How about the third river? Well, the third river is called Hidikal. Or in the modern English word, it's called the river Tigris. If you study ge- geography. And this river Tigris, in the Hebrew, means rapid. Very fast, rapid. With this word, you may not understand the whole meaning until you, you notice that this river, third river, flow into the land of Assyria. So what is Assyria? Assyria means going a step at a time on a straight path that leads you to success. Because it comes from a Hebrew word, Asha, means straight path. It means... If you want to have rapid success, you must be on this straight path, going one step at a time, day by day, in and out. That means righteousness and a holy life will bring rapid success into your life and you will have that spiritual breakthrough. Now the fourth river. The fourth river is called Ephrates. In the Hebrew, it means fruitful. And it came from a Hebrew word, parat. It means a rushing out, a breaking out. It is also known as a river of breakthrough. It rushed out at tremendous speed. And how do you obtain this fruitfulness of this river Ephrates? It flows into a land called Mesopotamia. The river Tigris, the third river, flows on the north of Mesopotamia and the river Euphrates flows on the southern part of Mesopotamia. I've been a study on the book of Judges and Mesopotamia is a symbolic term to typify a land of the past. In order to be fruitful and have a spiritual breakthrough, you have to forget your past. Your past hurts, wounds, failures, discouragement. You have to leave that Mesopotamia aside before you can be fruitful. When Joseph had a son, he says, I have forgotten the misery that was behind me. 
Joseph learned to forget and therefore he prospered to be the Prime Minister of Egypt. So how do you have this breakthrough? You see, these two rivers, Tigris and Euphrates, flow into the land of Mesopotamia. It flows into an area called, according to his, uh, people who study geographical uh, location, there's a place called Fertile Crescent. And Fertile Crescent is a plot of land in the Middle East that is the most fertile on the face of the earth. I'm telling you, the river of God that flows into your life will cause you to be the most fruitful, fertile Christian for the Word of God to germinate out of you 30, 60, and 100 fold. So how do you flow into this fourth river? You have to forget your past. Forget your hurts. You can have breakthrough in spite of your past. You can have breakthrough in spite of your hurt. You can have breakthrough in spite of your discouragement this morning. God declares, you can have breakthrough. So we have four rivers that brings the flow of pr- prosperity in the form of breakthrough. First one, the first river, Pison, is called giving. Giving always release the grace of God upon your life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, it says, If you give, you have all grace abound towards you unto all things, unto, unto all good work. I believe giving has power within it. To prosper your life. And secondly, you must have not only the first key, the giving, you must have the second key that is Gihon. And Gihon speaks of our innermost being, talks about praying in tongue. Long season of prayer, out of your belly flows rivers of living water. Breakthrough comes through prayer. Thirdly, the river Tigris talks about holy life. Living a righteous life can produce breakthrough within you. And fourthly, the fourth river, Ephrates, you have to renew your mind. Your mind has to be renewed. The key to the fourth breakthrough is meditating on God's Word. Day in and day out to renew your mind, forget the past, think about the present and the future. And this morning, I was going to talk to you about two men that obtained breakthrough from God. I call them Mr. Breakthroughs. The first one that we're going to look at is in the book of Genesis chapter 38. Let's turn to the Bible in Genesis chapter 38. And you have an interesting story that I will have to talk to you right now. In verse 24 onwards, And it came to pass about three months later, that it was told Judah, the father, saying, Tamar, thy daughter-in-law, has played the harlot. And also, behold, she is with child by Wadham. And Judah said, Bring her forth, and let her be burned. Verse 25 of chapter 38 of Genesis. When she was brought forth, she sent to her father-in-law, saying, By the man whose teeth are, am I with child? And she said, Discern, I pray thee, whose are this, the signet, and the bracelets, and the staff? And Judah acknowledged them and said, She has been more righteous than I, because that I gave her not to Shelah my son, and he knew her again no more. And it came to pass in the times of her travail, that behold, twins were in her womb. And it came to pass, when she travailed, that the one put out his hand. So the first baby put out a hand from the womb. The midwife took and bound his hand, with a scarlet thread, saying, This comes out first. Verse 29. And it came to pass, as he drew back his hand, that behold, his second brother came out. And she said, How hast thou break forth? How hast thou broken forth? This breach be upon thee. Therefore his name shall be called Paris. And afterward came out his brother, that had the scarlet thread upon his hand and his name was Zara. Here we have a first story of Mr. Breakthrough. While Tima, the daughter-in-law of Father Judah, was traveling to give birth to a twin. So the first one come out according to tradition is that they would tie a red scarlet thread on the wrist of that boy's hand. That will signify this is the firstborn child. Unfortunately, that brother, Zerah, withdrew the hand and came out a second one. 
which is his younger brother, came out first, overtaking the first one out of the womb. So, though legally, this one with the scarlet thread is supposed to be the eldest, but because his, the other twin comes out first, this red thread was disqualified, and the firstborn status goes into this son called Paris. So Paris instead become the first son instead of Zera. You understand the story? Just like when Esau sell the birthright to Jacob, Jacob become the firstborn. Same principle. Alright? Now, then the midwife said to this child, and I'll paraphrase it for you. Why don't we turn back? Okay, in Genesis 38, huh? he says this. And here, in Genesis 38, you have four Hebrew words, exact Hebrew words for Breakthrough, parat, and it's in verse twenty-nine. And behold, his brother come out, and she said, "How has thou breakthrough? Breakthrough, because the word broken is the word breakthrough, and the word forth, forth, is also breakthrough. This bridge is also called breakthrough be upon you, and therefore his name shall be called breakthrough. So four times in the Hebrew." 6555-6556 and 6557 is the same Hebrew word for breakthrough. Amen? And it means this. The first word for break, broken means breakthrough. It's a verb. Then followed by a noun, followed by a noun, and followed by a noun. So you have four words. And it means this. Literal translation. How did you get this breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough? And your name shall be called Mr. Breakthrough. Four times it mentioned breakthrough there. In the Amplified, it means this. What a breaking forth you have made for yourself. What's so special about this breakthrough? When you understand the significance of this baby breakthrough that will affect his future destiny, you will say, wow, it's truly a spiritual breakthrough. Firstly, because he came out first, he become the first born son of Judah, the tribe of Judah. He becomes the head of the leading clan in Judah. Secondly, he becomes an ancestor of David. Turn with me to the book of Ruth, chapter 4. Turn with me to the book of Ruth, chapter 4. The last chapter, verse 18. Now, these are the generations of breakthrough of Paris. Because breakthrough of Paris beget Hezron, and Hezron beget Ram, and Ram beget Aminadab, and Aminadab beget Nashon, and Nashon beget Salmon, and Salmon beget Boaz, and Boaz beget Obed, and Obed beget Jesse, and Jesse beget David. So, the breakthrough that this man, Paris, or Mr. Breakthrough, has is that. He becomes the ancestor of David instead of Zara. That's the first benefit. Amen? And here is the principle for breakthrough. The first principle. He receives something that he don't actually deserve to have. But yet he re- received it from Jesus Christ, from the Lord. He received the firstborn status. Actually, he's supposed to go to his brother. Legally, because he came out with his hand first, legally supposed to go to the brother. But later it was transferred. He don't deserve that. And yet he received it. You know, he becomes successor to his father Judah. And he becomes the great, great, many great grandfather to Jesus Christ. He was in the bloodline. The seed that will bruise the serpent's head. That's how beautiful his breakthrough becomes. And that's found in the book of Matthew chapter 1. The genealogy of Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 1, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham beget Isaac, and Isaac beget Jacob, and Jacob beget Judas and his brethren, and Judas beget Paris, and Judas beget Breakthrough. Within this genealogy of Jesus Christ, you will find four women. First woman is called Tamar, the second woman that I would like to t- turn your attention is Rahab. Third one will be Bathsheba. And fourthly is Mary. This four of them, all of them will be accused of 
harlotry. They have been accused of immorality charges. They have done something sinful in the sight of God. Because why? How did Tamar, the daughter-in-law of Judah, obtain the twins? Because he slept with the father-in-law. So Tamar committed adultery in the sight of God. How about Rahab? Rahab was a prostitute. If you remember in the book of Joshua, she was a prostitute, prostituting her body. How about Bathsheba? Yes, Bathsheba committed adultery with David. But yet out of this relationship came forth the greatest and the wisest king upon the earth, King Solomon. And fourthly, Mary was also accused of harlotry. How can you have not slept with a man and yet you have a child within you? So all of them was accused of something. And yet, the miraculous thing is that though Tamar committed adultery, yet God considered the child to be part of the bloodline for the coming of the first coming of Jesus Christ Himself. Why? And that's a great secret is this. When you think you deserve something from God, you actually miss your blessing. You think that you deserve to have the blessing from God because of all these works that you have done. You have been a, a good person and so on and so on, which is good in the sight of God. But don't have self-righteousness depending on your works of the law. You think that you deserve it. It actually keeps you from possessing it. Paris doesn't deserve to be the firstborn, yet becomes the firstborn. But Sheba's son doesn't deserve to be the greatest king, and yet God anointed that king. Why? Rahab, a prostitute who committed sin in the sight of God, deserved to die when the Jericho war fell. But yet, she didn't. You know why? The first key to spiritual breakthrough is understanding the grace of God. The grace of God is given to you not because of your work, because you spend many hours in prayer, because you spend many seasons of fasting, you've done many good work. It's because of Jesus Christ, what He did for you 2,000 years ago, and you are in a position to receive from Him. Just like Tamar, Rahab, Mary, Bathsheba, these four women, they've done something wrong, except for Mary. The three of them done something wrong, yet they received grace. Why? They are adulterous, yet they receive tremendous grace. Why? The key is this. God is not looking at your background. God is not looking at your past life. God is not looking at your position in society. God is looking whether you are looking to Jesus to receive your grace. Because Paul, the greatest apostle upon the earth, was a murderer. Yet God says, I will anoint him with the greatest anointing far beyond the other twelve. Why? Grace of God. If you want to have a breakthrough, you need to say, Lord, I humble myself. It's not my works, but it's from you. And this day I receive from you my breakthrough. By faith, I receive that grace. The same way by faith, you receive the grace of salvation. The same way you're going to receive breakthrough through grace. And nothing more and nothing less. That is the first principle. Amen? God specializes in making barren things fruitful. If this morning you feel that you are in a dry valley, the word has been spoken. There will be springs bursting forth in your valley. God specializes in making barren things fruitful. And the greatest chapter of breakthrough is found in the book of Isaiah. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 54. In Isaiah 54, verse 1. Sing, O barren. If you're barren, you can identify yourself with this chapter this morning. Sing, O barren, thou that did not bear, break forth, break through into singing and crying aloud. That means into praise and worship and prayer. That thou that 
did not travail with children. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge, break through the place of thy tent. And let them stretch forth the curtains, break through of thy habitation, span out, lengthen, break through thy court, and lengthen, strengthen, break through thy stick. Verse 3, For thou shalt break through on the right hand, and thou shalt break through on the left hand, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles. When you have breakthrough in this end time, the wealth of the sinners is coming to the just. You shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. When you have breakthrough, you can bring the healing power of God. You can bring the compassion of Jesus Christ. You can bring the inner healing power to heal the sick and the wounded that is found in the streets of Singapore. Breakthrough comes when you begin to focus on Jesus and not on yourself. Begin to sing it forth. Begin to cry out to the Redeemer and say, Lord, I long for the breakthrough from you. Give me that grace of breakthrough this morning. And God will give you the waters of breakthrough. Amen? That is, God specialized in breakthrough. I said, God specialized in breakthrough. You need breakthrough? Come to the all-time specialist of all sanctuaries. He's the one that can give you the breakthrough. Because Sarah was barren. Rebecca was barren. Manoah's wife was barren. Hannah was barren. But God specialized in giving her the breakthrough. And Sarah gave birth to a child for Isaac. Rebecca also gave birth to children. Manoah's wife gave birth to the, one of the greatest judges in the Bible called Samson. And Hannah gave birth to the greatest prophet called Prophet Samuel. Today, if you are barren, look to Jesus. God is going to grant you a spiritual breakthrough, not through works, but through grace. Amen? This God that we serve is actually called the God of the breakthrough. Where's the scripture? Well, turn with me to the book of Micah and find the title for the God of breakthrough. Micah is found after Jonah. After Ezekiel, after Daniel, after Hosea, after Amos, you have Micah. Okay? Micah chapter 2, verse 12. I will surely assemble, O Jacob, all of these. I will surely gather the remnants of Israel. I will put them together as the sheep of Borsrah, or the golden fortress in the Hebrew means, as the flock in the midst of their flow, fold, they shall make great noise. Oh, that's a charismatic meaning there. By reason of the multitude of people. Whoa, those 120 give great noise and the breakthrough come on the day of Pentecost. Verse 13. The breaker, the word breaker in the Hebrew means breakthrough. The breakthrough is come upon them. For they have breakthrough and have passed through the gate and have gone by it and their king shall pass before them because the Lord was with them ahead of them as the head. That God that we serve this morning is the God of breakthrough. The breakthrough that they obtained during the times of Micah is still the same God that we serve today that can give us the breakthrough because God is with us, God is through us and God is going ahead of us to grant us that breakthrough. So our God is only a God of love and peace, but also a God of breakthrough that can make barren things fruitful. Don't forget, the word fourth river, Ephrates, means fruitfulness. Now, with that in mind, we know that the first key is the key of grace. And we know that we are identified with the source of all breakthrough. There is our God our Papa Breakthrough, God. And with that, what kind of breakthrough that we will experience with God when we spend time with Him? Well, for that understanding, we have to turn back to the book of Genesis for the depth, the depth and the height of breakthroughs. Turn to Genesis chapter 7, verse 11. Genesis chapter 7, verse 11. In the 600 years of Noah's life, and in the second month, that means in late November, the 17th day 
of the month, the same day will all the fountains of the great death break through, or call it broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened, and the rain, the breakthrough came. For the first time, man experienced rain. The rain was upon the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. So the breakthrough came when the open, the windows of heaven were opened. Look at Genesis chapter 6. In Genesis chapter 6 verse 15. And this is a fashion which thou shalt make of it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubic. That is about 450 feet. Right? The breadth will be 50 cubic, will be 75 feet. And the height of it will be 30 cubic. 30 cubic is about 45 feet. That means the height will be 45 feet. Turn back to Genesis chapter 7. And then we read in verse 17 and 18. And the flood was 40 days upon the earth. And the waters increased. The word increased then in the Hebrew is breakthrough. The waters of breakthrough. The waters of breakthrough came and bare up the ark and lift it up above the earth. The waters break through and were break through greatly upon the earth. And the ark went upon the face of the waters. This is called the waters of breakthrough. Amen. Now, with that in mind, in Genesis 7, he says that after 40 days of raining, the water start to rise slowly from 10 feet, slowly all the way up, and it reached the height of that ark, Noah's ark, which is 45 feet. And after he reached the height, it began to arise further, and then the whole ark began to float above. The depth of breakthrough is based on the calculation of the height called 45 feet. 45 feet in modern term is 13.73 meters. That means if an average height of a person is 1.75, it is 8 persons height, which is about 3 story high. That is the kind of depth that God wants you to have in breakthrough. Not a teeny little breakthrough, not this height, but great height of 3 story high, like Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark is a symbol of salvation, which symbols Jesus Christ Himself. The height and the fullness of Jesus Christ Himself. That is the height of your breakthrough as a perfect man in Christ that God longs to give to you. Amen? So that is the depth. Now we will go on to the second Mr. Breakthrough. The first one is Paris, found in France. Now we come to the second one. Let's turn to First Chronicle. First Chronicle. After First Samuel's First King, then you have First Chronicle, chapter four. And after Paris died, the second man that took over his role, the mantle of breakthrough, is called in verse eight, no, verse nine and ten. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, "Because I bear him with sorrow." Verse ten. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thy hand might be with me, and that thou would keep me from evil, that it will not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Here we have a story of a man. His whole circumstances is against him. His destiny is dim. But when he looked to the God of breakthrough, what happened? He got his request. He got his request. Let's study the life of this man. This man is called Jabez. Jabez in the Hebrew means sorrowful, pain, a sorrow maker. That means he's very fond of crying. Because of all the sad circumstances that come against him. The Bible says, Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. There's two meanings to it. The word honorable comes from what kabat means glory in a, in a positive sense. But here it refers to the negative sense. So when he says Jabez was more honorable, it means this. Jabez suffered great grief, affliction, abounding with tremendous burden on his back. He was a man of sorrow and suffering. That's the meaning of the word honorable. 
So he has tremendous suffering. His whole circumstances around him is tremendous suffering. His whole circumstances around him is doom and gloom. Looks like doomsday. But a time will come when the sun of righteousness will shine upon him. So what happened? He didn't sit and have a pity party around his own circumstances. And say, oh, pity me, look at me. I'm so sorrowful. Look at my situation. But he looked to God. The second key is to look to God and not to men. That is where your breakthrough is found. It's not found in a preacher. It's found between you and God having a divine connection. He found God and God granted him that breakthrough. Why God did not grant the rest of the brethren? Because Jabez among his brethren, only Jabez looked to God and God says, I will have mercy on you and send forth his grace. And he got his breakthrough. Amen? When he was more honorable, he was suffering. The word honorable is taken from a medical term in the Hebrew. It means an image of a bad liver. Because liver is the most weighty organ in the digestive part of your body. He says, look at me, my weight. Honorable means weight. I have a bad liver, so weighty. And God healed his bad liver ailment. Hallelujah. Praise God. He says, his mother says, Because I born you under sorrow, you shall be called Jabez. That speaks to us. Jabez was living under a curse. Because the Bible says in Genesis chapter 3, verse 16, Because of the curse, woman, you shall give birth in much sorrow. So Jabez was under a curse. This morning I'm telling you, if you are suffering under a curse, if you suffer under a great affliction, great grief that grieves your heart, great burden is upon you, look to Jesus and Jesus will lift you up as He has done to Jabez. God is no respecter of person. He will do it. And here, we will find the four kinds of breakthrough that Jabez has. I call it the four debts. The four debts. Not debt, ma. not you owe money, yeah? but the four debts. T-H-A-T. Because in my Bible, it says this. Verse 10. Oh, that, the first that, oh, that thou would bless me indeed and lush my coast. And secondly, that thy hand might be with me. And the third one, that thou would keep me from evil. And the fourth one, that it may not grieve me again. There's a four that. So, Jabez received the four kinds of breakthroughs. You can receive much more because you have the new covenant with better promises. Hallelujah. Let's come to the first one. The first breakthrough that Jabez has is this. He says, Lord, bless me. The first level of breakthrough, I call it the level of blessings. But don't stop at the point of blessing. Go beyond it. That is the reason why nowadays Christians is very sad because they are always hanging around the point of blessing. That is only the first point in your spiritual height with God. You have to move on. So the first thing that Jabez did was say, Lord, bless me. Every morning you should say, Lord, I thank you for your blessings upon my life. Thank you for the blessings of Deuteronomy chapter 20. I'm blessed in and blessed out. I'm the head and not the tail. You are blessed this morning. Ephesians 1 3 says, Blessed are you in Christ with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You are blessed this morning. You have obtained the first breakthrough. If you believe it, it shall be done unto you. So the first blessing, bless me. What kind of blessing is that? It's a personal blessing. So say, don't be religious and say, Oh Lord, bless them. Oh, just, oh, I don't, don't need that blessing. Oh, just bless them, Lord. No, you need that blessing. Every one of us need to be blessed by God to be a blessing unto the nations. Amen. So, first thing is, Lord, bless me. What kind of blessing? He says this, enlarge my coast. You know where is the coastline found? It's found at the end of a, a border of a land, piece of land. And the coast is near the water. Waters of breakthrough. Enlarge. The word enlarge is breakthrough. Why? Because in the Hebrew it means this. The word enlarge comes from the Hebrew rabah. And Rabbah means three things. Increase, multiply, and abundance. So we're going to study this three words. Because if you study this three words, then you know, when I have breakthrough, I will have increase. When I have breakthrough, I have multiplication. When I have breakthrough, I have great abundance. Amen? So you must study this three words. So the first word is called increase. Increase is a beautiful word. 
You shall increase in your strength. And your righteousness will be like the noonday, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah. In our walk with God, He increase, we decrease. In the sight of the devil, we increase and He shall decrease in Jesus' name. Amen? So the first one is increase. Don't look for decrease. Decrease is the curse of the law. Look for increase in your life. Amen? Increase is linked to fruitfulness. Let's turn to the book of... For, there are many references, but we'll look at two only for this morning. Jeremiah chapter 23. Jeremiah chapter 23. And let's look at verse 3. And I will gather the remnants of my flock out of all countries, whither I have driven them. That speaks about the coming of the nation of Israel in 1948. Where all the people, the remnants around the world come back and form a nation. And it's still coming back from the north. From Russia and from Ethiopia. And this prophecy shall come to pass. And I will bring them again to their fold. And they shall be fruitful and increased. You notice, fruitful and increased are is together. You know why? Because in the Hebrew, fruitful and increased is the same word. Ah, so you understand. It's the same word. So it means that you shall have breakthrough and breakthrough. What kind of breakthrough? An increase in fruitfulness. Look with me to another verse in Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 11. Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 11. After, after Jeremiah is Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 11. Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 11 and I will multiply upon you. Again, the word multiply is mentioned there. Beasts and men. Not the kind of horrible beasts that is animals, alright? And they shall increase and bear fruit. Aha. Uh-huh. You see that? Increase and fruit is together. And I will settle you after your old estate, and I will do better unto you than at your beginning. And you shall know that I am the Lord. Praise God. Breakthrough means you do better than at the beginning. You are better now than before. You are better in the future than now. Amen. You are always a better person in Christ. Day by day. From glory to glory, from faith to faith. So you have the word increase and fruitfulness linked together. So increase linked to fruitfulness. The next word is called multiply or multiplication. Turn to Zechariah. After Amos... After Daniel and so on, you will Niham, or not Siham, eh? Niham, then you go to Habakkuk, Makute, then after you come to Zechariah chapter 10. Chapter 10, verse 8. I think Makute, when he up there, <laughs> he will also disturb me. The return of the Jedi. <laughs> chapter 10. <laughs> Zechariah chapter 10, verse 8. I will hiss for them and gather them, for I have redeemed them, and they shall increase as they have increased. That's the law of the parable of the talent. You invest your talent, you shall increase. The more you increase, the greater is your increase. The more you increase, the greater is your increase. The more, more you have the breakthrough, the greater will be the effect of your breakthrough. He says that they have, shall increase as they have increased. That talks about multiplication. Breakthrough is not one in 1,000 years, one in 50 years, one in 10 years. No! God says, I will give you breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. We are supposed to live from breakthrough to breakthrough. Amen? Praise God. So that's the law of multiplication. The next one is found in the book of Proverbs chapter 29. Proverbs chapter 29. In verse 16. When the wicked are multiplied, transgressions increase, but the righteous shall see their fall. And the Lord says this, see the opposite effect of wickedness is righteousness. So you replace the word wicked with righteous. When the righteousness of his saints are multiplied, grace increase. You see that? You can reverse the effect with wickedness into righteousness and you have the opposite effect. Wickedness will always multiply transgression. Righteousness will always multiply grace upon your life. Remember the third river of holiness, the river Tigris? Amen. Now, the next one is called abundance. 
Breakthrough brings great abundance into your life. Our God that we serve is a God of more than enough. So be more than enough. Enough, not more than what you have before. Amen? In 2 Samuel, I'm running ahead, that's why. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 30. Don't have less than enough. Have more than enough. Don't say, I have not enough. My God shall supply you. Amen? 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 30. Talk about us. The great victory that David had on that day. And he says this. And he took their king's crown from off his head. Praise God. We can slew and slay every demonic head off their shoulder. The weight thereof was a talent of gold. That means about 131 pounds. Wow. That means like a, a quite an adult person's weight. And the precious stones. And it was set on David's head. Wow. David says that day looks very glorious with all the gold and the precious stones. And he brought forth the spoil of the city in great abundance. Take the spoils of the enemy and you have great abundance. The fifth key is possessing your possession and you have great abundance. That day, David wear gold. The first river is called Pison where you find gold. So prosperity is from God. Amen? Now with that, why all this increase, why all this fruitfulness, and why all this multiply? To bring you to one truth. What Jabez took hold from God that day is called covenant blessings. With that, turn to Genesis chapter 1, verse 22. It mentions for more than... 12 times in the Bible, but we look for times as we look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 22. And God blessed them and say, Be fruitful, it's another word for increase, and multiply and fill the waters in the sea and let the fowls multiply in the earth. Verse 28. And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful, it's the word increase, and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that creeps upon the earth or move upon the earth. That was the first covenant blessing that God gave to men. And when men forsake God, God gave it to Abraham. And through the Abrahamic covenant, we have the covenantal blessings. That's the first debt that he, Jabez has the breakthrough from God. What is the second blessing? Before that, he says, enlarge. We just covered the word enlarge. So now he says, enlarge my coast. C-O-A-S-T. Coast means the boundary line of the limit of the border of the land itself. But in the Hebrew, the coast means a picture of a twisted rope. That means a rope that twists round and round like, like the the stalk of morning glory that goes around, around twine, twine, and all the way up there. Alright? So it twisted. You see, when you twist, the length of the rope gets shorter and shorter and shorter. When you untwist, it gets longer and longer and longer. He says, God, untwist my personality and let me lengthen. When you untwist the rope, it lengthens. God says, God, I want to be untwist. I have a twisted personality. Untwist me and let me lengthen for God's glory. That's the first thing. A personal breakthrough. Amen? The second breakthrough that he had, he says this. He said, that thou would be with me. That's the second blessing. That was what Joseph received. What is with me? In Genesis 39, when the Lord was with Joseph, the Lord blessed everything he do, whatever he does, prosper. That means the word with talks about his presence. And his presence talks about his favor. If you want breakthrough, you need the favor of God. And the favor of God is nothing more, nothing less than the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we need favor. And he said, God, give me favor. And God gave him favor that day. Jesus Christ grew up in stature and in favor and in the wisdom of God. We need favor. Amen? And we have favor. Because another word for grace is favor. Every day when you approach the throne of grace, we are obtaining His favor. Amen? We have peace with all men. And thirdly, he says this. Let me refer back. The third blessing, he says this. That thou would keep me from evil. The word keep. It means preservation, safety. That means God, 
I buy divine insurance from you. I want the in- insurance policy. Keep me from evil. And the word keep has the understanding of peace. He said, God, you are my peace. Because within the word peace, it means safety, preservation, soundness, and so on. Protection from all sorts of evil effects. He says, God, you are my peace. This morning, you must have peace with God. You must have peace with everybody around. And that can only be given to you through peace. The peace from Almighty God. And fourthly, he says this. He says that I would not be grieved. He says, Lord, let me have a sound mind. A sound soul. That my emotion is stable. Not under any emotional bondages, hurts and wounds. Father, Remove all the grief from my heart. Remove all the sorrow from my heart. Remove all the curse from my life. He said, Lord, remove that curse and renew my mind. Give me a sound soul. There were the four kinds of blessings that Jabez received the breakthrough from God. How did he receive? The Bible says in verse 10, he says, When Jabez called upon the name of his Lord, when Jabez called upon the God of Israel. The word call comes from the word quara. Quara is mentioned in the Hebrew 689 times. And it has a picture of a patrich cry. A little bird, a patrich cry. That means a bird that gives a screech sound. Like a bird, not like a hawk. That screech sound. It's piercing sound that cry aloud. In the Hebrew, the word quara means to cry aloud, to call aloud, to preach and to proclaim. That means you must really, with all your might, focus on God and say, God, I'm calling aloud upon you. I'm calling upon you aloud. God said, God, are you there? No, call upon Him in loudness. Quara. This is the right word for the charismatic revival and for the coming move. We are a loud people. Not because we are loud but because we are loud praises. Praises are always loud. Give a shabash and it's loud. Amen? That's what he did. He shout, he cried out, quara, and God gave him the breakthrough that day. So the third key, first key is the key of grace. Second key, look unto Jesus. And third key, the key of prayer. Go up to the mountain. Through prayer, you will have your breakthrough. Through prayer, you are looking to Jesus. Through prayer, coming unto the throne of grace, you shall receive the grace that you need. This morning I present to you, a life of prayer will produce a series, continuous series of breakthrough in your life. Go up to the mountain. Let's pray. Father, we thank you Lord that you will grant us that breakthrough this morning. Father, if we lay hold of these three keys and remember the significance of the names of the four rivers and the four lands. Father, grant them that breakthrough, not by works, but by your grace, Lord. Father, we look to you for the ability to do what we cannot do in the natural, to obtain that breakthrough, Father. Let us live from breakthrough to breakthrough, Father. Let us have increased multiplication and abundance in our life, Father. Father, we look to you this morning and we shall receive and grant us the desire of our heart that this church will have a beautiful new breakthrough. We give it a praise in Jesus' name. We give it a praise in Jesus' name. We give it a praise in Jesus' name. Amen. My eyes have been blind. I could not see. My heart has been down, I could not hear the cry of the loss of humanity that is shut from my heart. Lord, is the silver of gold that I hold, or is it people that I that turns my heart away. Lord, is the silver or gold that I hold? Or is it people that I love that turn my heart away from you?
pray that God will open up your eyes to take away the things that's in your heart to hear the cry of humanity before our Lord Jesus comes. Lord, is it silver or gold that I hold? Or is it people that I love that turns my heart away? Lord, is it silver or gold that I hold? Or is it people that I love that turn my heart away from you? I heard the voice of my Father from above calling me to draw nearer to Him. His words of love burns within my soul to make my heart His dwelling place. Lord, is this silver or gold that I hold? Or is it people that I love that turn my heart away? Lord, is this silver or gold that I hold? Or is it people that I love that turns my heart away from? 